Good evening and welcome to Post to Post here on mywcwp.org. I am your host, Anthony Kevred, and joined alongside me tonight is the wonderful Nick Matina. Nick, how we doing? I'm doing wonderful. How are you, Anthony? I am doing just fine. Good to hear. Good. So let's get into the news from this past week. One of the major news stories this past week, which we did report on last week, is that Gary Bettman came out and he confirmed that the NHL will have 32 teams Mm -hmm. starting in 2021. Seattle will have their own team. Another expansion draft will be done with them in June of 2021, so they will start at the end of 2021. Vegas is excluded from that draft. Oh, I not hear that. Yeah, they will be excluded because they just um, the rule is is that the team has to play for five years before they are allowed to be a. before a player is taken from the expansion draft, and they barely miss it, They're, they'll be on their fourth season. So has that rule always been around? Yes. Huh. I've never heard that before, but I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like they should be excluded. They've been in the round. They have a pretty set team now. You know, it's still made of mostly expansion people, but they are you know trading and they're making deals with free agents and stuff. I think they should be part of it. You know, what? I I did think that originally, and I do I do find it odd that Vegas is excluded. Because it, they will be four years old at the time, so it's un, it's kind of understandable. But then again, like, you know, and I don't want to do it because of their success. Mm-hmm. Because their success was pretty much luck. No. The entire, it was skill, but it was, like, you had to admit they did get lucky because the NHL, the, most of the teams in the league didn't know how to play against them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, think it, team, team I don't think it should have been, uh, it should be based on how they play in the previous year. Yeah, you that's know, why the exclusion makes sense. Yeah, I don't think it, it, it's really that necessary. I think they should be part. They're part of the NHL now. There shouldn't be a five-year gap to get your, you know, all your stuff together. Well, you know, again, we also haven't had uh, the NHL has not had this type of expansion where it's like like we like we had ex- we have a new team the last, last year and then we have a new team in two years. Mm-hmm. The last time we had an expansion before this was two thousand. Yeah, that was that big. Was that that big expansion? I can't speak. Big expansion with like six teams. When was that? One? Oh, I'm gonna look it up really quick. The big one with six teams was no. That's the entirety of the '90s. They added like six teams in that the span of time. The last time we had expansion before Vegas was 2000 when we brought when Columbus and Minnesota came. In. That's what I was thinking of. And in the '90s, you added like Florida and Anaheim mm-hmm. and San Jose and a few other teams that went that you know came in you know here and there. So yeah. we've, we really haven't had this type since, like, the mid-'90s where you have this group. I guess that's why the rule was in place because at the time in the mid-'90s you were adding a team every other few years. So it made sense to be like, oh, we're going to exclude a new team unless they're five years old. Now it's kind of the same thing, which I they I did watch the press conference. I don't know if you did. But they, Bettman kind of seems like, all right, now we're going to take a break from expansion. You think that's a good idea or you think keep going, you know, add 33 or 34 teams mm-hmm. in the league? So, yeah, 1998 was the Natural Predators that made it 27 teams in the league. Mm-hmm. And then the, 1999 was the Atlanta Threshers. Yeah, and then they added, I think, 2000. 2000 was the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, so. And then it took 16 years for another team to make it to the league in the Las Vegas Golden Knights. That makes sense, though, because, you know, they had that gap and then you had all the teams equal. Mm-hmm. So back to, back to the question I asked. Did you think um, – I, I lost the question now. But, um, yeah, do you think that we, the NHL should expand more or you think, you know, 
32 is fine. We'll cap it at 32. Because that if you had any more, you're the biggest league in North America. Remember when I said it took 16 years to make a new team? Let's keep it at that. Let, let, let's slow it down a little bit. I think 32 is a beautiful number. I think most um, major league uh, sports have around that number, and it works out. You know, mm-hmm. when, was the la- when was the last time an MLB or an NFL uh, team expanded? A long, a long time. You know, the closest thing you could say for NFL is uh, the Rams going to L.A. That's about it. Yeah, you know, the movement that, of teams. The which movement, do yeah. But, you know, NHL, is, it's a lot of expansion teams in just, yeah, no. just about 20 years. So I say slow it down. Hopefully this is the end of it for a while. I don't see anywhere else that could possibly get a thing. Maybe if they move back to Quebec or a possible. Well, that, uh, that brings up my next statement with this. With the announcement, the Coyotes move to the Central. Mm. They move out of their conference they've been in. And they play now. They'll play in twenty twenty one. They'll play teams such as Chicago and the can't the Canadian teams and St. Louis like, and everything. Get back to good old days because the Coyotes used to be in the Central. Yeah, but now here's the thing. Here's the question with that because when you look at where Seattle's going to be playing and you look at the teams they're playing, that's a really good conference. Really good for road trips and everything. Arizona kind of seems like the odd person out in the Central, mm-hmm. and now the rumor mill's starting to bur- to you know start up again, saying that. Arizona moving, you know, Houston's closer than Arizona to these teams. And, you know, the way well, Arizona's only to a bleeding. Few, though. Yeah, but Arizona, you know, with Arizona kind of bleeding money, they don't have a really stable stadium deal or anything. Do you think Bettman will move them eventually or be like, hey, you know, we don't want to expand? And I know the fans don't want us to expand. Mm. So how about we just move at the Coyotes? I think it's possible. That's the third time that that's the, that would be the third time that team moves. I, I think it's possible that they could have a chance of moving to um, Texas, uh, you know, in Houston. He, he, maybe Houston. I mean, do, do we really want another team in the same state again? Rivalry. Yeah, they, you you can even say that you know it hurts if you move them. If you move them to Houston, they get an instant rivalry with the Stars. Just so the same way when Vegas came in, they had an instant rivalry with the Coyotes because they were the same state. Even though, as we can clearly see, that that rivalry will end before it even had a chance to start because twenty twenty one is literally around the corner. I don't know how I feel about that. You know, but looking at the standings right now, if the Coyotes were playing in the Central today, they'd be sitting in sixth. And that's not really a uh, a uh, big spot to be sitting in right now. They would actually be in front of St. Louis. And I don't know if you saw this before. I saw this maybe less than an hour ago, but it's getting de- it's getting really bad down in St. Louis. Yeah, no. I don't know if you saw it, but um, there there's people fighting in practice. Oh yeah, no, that was uh, earlier today. That was announced. Uh, so there was in in practice in St. Louis. There was a, a one. I think one or two fights broke out. Mm-hmm. It doesn't doesn't look good. It actually, you know what? It reminds me of uh, last year, last season when I think it was the Ottawa coach. He got really angry. He started throwing sticks into the stands and yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't look good. But then again, you know, St. Louis, you've been at the bottom of the league this long. I mean, they got rid of Mike Yo. It, it was time. He wasn't doing much. Now they got Craig Berube. Um, you know, he's been a long time NHL player, and he, he played for a while. Uh, you know he's been an AHL assistant coach, head coach, assistant coach in NHL, back and forth. You know he um, he was assistant uh, coach for the Chicago Wolves, uh, but really like where where is it? Where is the turning point for the St. Louis team right now? Is it trading? I think somebody? It's, I think it's time to just scrap it. 
Uh, you do have a, a some. Rebuild? Yeah, because you're not going anywhere with your core. You have been a laughing stock for a while. You know, you're you are probably one of the most laughed at franchises in history. The the only thing I that, say history. Well, what have they really been? I don't, I don't I don't remember a time where somebody looked at the Blues and said that they the last time they were even somewhat you know a contender was the only the only claim to fame the Blues really had was when they they were the only team to make it into the Stanley Cup final in their first season and that was a easy because it was it, it was at a time in the NHL where an expansion team was guaranteed to be in there they lost in the Stanley Cup final the first 3 years of their yeah, but anyway. don't forget, that was guaranteed. You were guaranteed to be in the Stanley Cup final because you were in a conference with all the other expansion teams at the time. Now, that's gone because Vegas did it, and Vegas did it even better. It was three rounds, they weren't guaranteed anything, and they actually won a game. I think that all those three of those series, they were swept by the Canadians. Can you believe in their first, in the, in the last two years, I'm sorry, in, from 68, 68 and 69 and 69 to 70, when they lost the Stanley Cup final back-to-back, they went... 37, 25, and 14, and 37, 27, and 12, and still made the Stanley Cup playoffs. It was a, it was an expansion division. I know. I, I get that. It's the second time you said it. I'm just saying, Third though, time, actually. With, with a record like that, though, that, that that's interesting. It's it's insane. It's insane to see how the NHL has changed over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, the 100 years that the NHL has been around. It's great. I think the Blues, if they're smart, start a fire sale. You know, you got names here that a lot of teams are looking at would love to get, like O'Reilly, Tarasenko, Perron, Steen, Petrangelo. Ryan O'Reilly's been playing great for the St. Louis Blues. I know. Get rid of him. No. Why not? If you're good, if you really, if you have. If he's playing so well, why would you get rid of him for for your team? Why would you send him somewhere else? Well, how old is he? Um, let me, quick, let me he, quickly he, check He that. is young. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly, O'Reilly is. Uh, 33. No, I'm sorry. That was his draft year. Um, not 1933. That'd 27. Be He's 27 years old. I think he was 33 years old. Um, I don't know. I just, if, if I was... He's one of the youngest guys on this team. Well, keep, I'd say keep him if you can, but I don't know. I, I feel like the Blues are in such a predicament now that I feel like the only route to go is it is a rebuild. I think, you know, do what Detroit did, you know. The only route is down. <laughs> Exactly. The only road is down from here. You can't go anywhere else. You've been trying to compete. You can't compete in this division. You can't. The division you're in is you got the best team in the West in the Flames. You can't. You just can't keep I up. Say, I wouldn't say the Flames are the best team in the West. But no, they are the best team in the West. Record-wise, they record are the best wise, team in the West. Record-wise, sure. But I wouldn't say just That's yet. what I'm saying. They're the best team in the West record-wise. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I don't know. I just I think it's time. So with that, we're going to move on to the other quick little news tidbits. Uh, three injuries we got to report on. Matt Duchesne and Bobby Ryan were both placed on injury reserve this week by the Senators. Uh, Bobby Ryan has a concussion, and Duchesne's got a lower body injury. Does this just does this is this the nail in the coffin for the Senators for the season? Does that have a time frame? Um, Ryan does not. I believe Duchesne has like a four to five week time frame on him. I mean, I was just looking at their their record, their home record. They're ten and five at home, which is pretty impressive for. But they're seventh in the Atlantic. Yeah, the only well, but well, the only person behind them is Florida. 
uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like Ottawa's playing a lot better than they did in the beginning of the year. I feel like they were playing better in the beginning of the year. You know, but they're, but they're still... No. No, 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 no. They came out of... The, well, they did do well. They came out like of the a, gate. It's not good at all, buddy. But they can't... But they got better. Yeah, got better, but they weren't playing great in the beginning of the year. Well, we were, I remember there was... They're playing we better than that. Look, they, they started the season... Um, let's see. Four and three. And then, since then... They're now 13, 14, and 4. Which, I mean, they're still a game under 500, 30 points. They just lost to Boston 2-1. to one. Losing 2-1 to one to Boston is not that bad. Yeah, but it, first, was, it was an overtime loss, too. For the record, I, I, in the beginning of the season, I remember in the beginning of the show, in the, early in the season, we, we all said that Ottawa was going to be like in the Kings position, where mm-hmm. they were just complete, they were dumpster fire. But you know, they haven't been that. That's why I'm saying, like, all right, you lost Duchesne now. And you lost Ryan. Does that finally? Does will they start to you know tank here? Hmm. You think? Without those top players, possibly. Because looking at their other IR uh, players, you know, you're also losing Mark Barecki, uh Marion Gabrick. Totally forgot he was on the Senators. He's been he's been Same. out for so long. Same. <laughs> Uh, he has a back injury, and he's been placed on IR. No timetable for his return, uh, return either. Christian Yaros has a lower body injury. Uh, John Gabriel Peugeot is out also. So I think they're going to trip over themselves right now, yeah, and it's, it's going to be a rough one. Looking at their oncoming games, you got Nashville in Nashville. Nope. Uh, Detroit in Detroit. I mean, that is an even matchup in my eyes. Well, yeah, because Detroit— Because both teams aren't playing their great seasons, and they're playing pretty evenly. Um, then they're off for a day. Then they're back in Nashville for a home and home. Uh, then New Jersey, New Jersey could be an easy win for Ottawa. I'm just looking at the rest of December for them. No, I know I'm looking at uh, Washington. It's going to be a tough one. Islanders going to be a tough one. Washington again, another tough game. Columbus both really, on the road, really tough. Uh, Vancouver, yeah, it, oh, they're it, both at home. Honestly, it's not looking good like a good Washington. for a good December. No, 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 for no. Ottawa right now. Yeah, bad Christmas for them. Well, I mean, but, whatever you celebrate, sure. Got, got to be correct. It's 2018. <laughs> all right, all right. So one more little news. Actually, another injury, and this one, this one hurts. Auntie Ranta's out for the rest of the season. This is just this hurts the the this, Coyotes. This guy just can't get away from it. I don't know what it is because uh, I don't think he was this injury prone in New York or in Chicago. I remember he did get hurt once uh, while in New York, um, and it wasn't that long of a time frame, but. This guy is just—he just—I think he just got back from injury too. Yeah, and no, yeah, now he he's did back out again. That's that's upsetting. It was a back injury, and I think yeah, he just got back. Um, he's only played twelve games. And there's an article that was produced from uh, that said you know the Coyotes are not looking for goaltending help in Rana's injury at the moment. So well, Ranta's their guy, and I understand that. the The only other thing that I the only people who I think you know look at this injury and look at Arizona. And be like, hey, this is not this is good for us is LA because they can finally, you know, get out of last place in the Pacific if they put a few wins together and Arizona just keeps losing. I mean, even though the Coyotes are in seventh, they're a good team. I don't see anything I mean, of course I see some some things wrong with them, but if like they're in seventh. But man, their shorthanded goals are just insane. Like from, I think from the last time we checked, uh maybe they scored one more shorthanded goal <laughs> still. Um they're a different team. You know they got Aiden Hill, who's actually the second star of the week for the NHL. Yes, last week. Um, also got Darcy Kemper, 
you know, as a third string if they bring up Aiden Hill. And uh, that's about it right now. Antiranta's hurt. But, you know, I still regret the day that we got rid of him for uh, Keith Keith Yandel. But then again, I would love Keith Yandel on my team. I watched Keith Yandel play the other night against Florida. He is a just – he's such a quarterback on that power play that he he would be lucky to be on any team. So – Nick praising on Tiranta. Yes. And with that, we're going to go to our first break. You're listening to Post Post here on mywcwp.org. For over 50 years, the Pioneer has kept LIU Post informed on all things happening on campus and beyond. Pick up a copy today for free in print or online and get connected with the Post community. Stay up to date on the latest in news and opinion. Plus, get exclusive coverage of LIU Post Pioneer Sports. The Pioneer is for post, by post, and there's always an opportunity to get involved. To find out how you can contact, join, or advertise in the Pioneer, visit liupostpioneer.com. Get your copy of this week's Pioneer in Hillwood Commons, or visit liupostpioneer.com to download the latest edition. The Pioneer, informing LIU Post for over 50 years. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be part of a crime scene investigation? Join the Forensic Science Club, open to all majors. Experience what detectives do at the scene of a crime with new interactive forensics labs every week. General meetings are Wednesdays during Common Hour in the Life Science Building, Room 140. And check us out at facebook.com slash Forensics and on Instagram at LIU Post Forensics Club. You're listening to Post to Post on WCWPSports.org. Welcome back to Post to Post here on MyWCWP.org. As we get into our first regular weekly segment here, we're going to go and look at our Beasts of the East. It is when we look at each Eastern Conference team, see who's leading and see who's sitting at the bottom and why the guys at the top will stay at the top, especially now as we are getting to the halfway point of the season. And my team is the Toronto Maple Leafs. They are they have been firing on all cylinders mostly because of people like this guy. Can't pick up the puck and Matthews pots it right under the bar. They lost that game 6 to 3. So it's not they're coming off of a really bad loss against Boston and but yet there's something about the Leafs that you can't look away from them. And Nick, tell me, tell me if you've heard this before. A team, a, a team that has been so great, yet has never been able to get over the hump. I don't know. I mean, I've, I feel like I've seen it before. I can't pick up a team right now that's been through this process. But you know, the Leafs are a great team. And look, they got Willie Nylander back. The guy finally signed. Yeah, he's finally part of the team. We went over that last week. Um, but it's. Losing to a team like Boston, that's an even matchup in my eyes because, you know, Boston's really good. Toronto's really good this year. They've met 103 times, and Boston's won most of them. Yeah, I I feel like that's the majority of the the, uh, rivalry. But Toronto, I wouldn't say they're having trouble getting over a hump. I think that Austin Matthews injury kind of slowed them down a little bit. Um, They're playing Carolina tomorrow. So I wouldn't worry too much if I was them. Do you think Nylander coming back changes the team's chemistry a bit? A bit. Uh, a very small bit, but, like, nothing crazy to the point where they're just going to be superstars. Well, then again, you know, he hasn't—he's literally done nothing since coming back. 
He has been in two games, has no points, no nothing since coming back. But I, I, I kind of expected that. I expected him to be, um, you know, slow. You know, you, you, you can say all you want that, you know, he came back. It, it, you missed a lot. And it's as much training as you did on your own. You know, it's different than playing with NHL caliber guys day in and day out. And, you know, working on a system with guys who you never played with before, such as John Tavares. So it's kind of like, you know, now you're back. you got to get underway. But I don't really think they need him to get underway with guys like Marner, Tavares, Riley, and Matthews leading the way. Hmm. So it sh- I think that they they could be better. Do I think they'll catch Tampa? Yes. I don't think so. I, I think they're a good team. I think sitting in second, you know, racking up points above Buffalo and Boston – should be your priority right now. If you catch Tampa, you catch Tampa. But I think I, w- I would stay away from, you know, targeting them just yet. Mm-hmm. I would wait. Maybe I wouldn't. My goal is not. My goal for them would not be to win the Atlantic Division, but sit second. End up playing Buffalo. That'd be a crazy matchup. Oh my God, Eichel and Matthews going at it. I feel like, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong or. I have your own opinion. By the end of this season, we're going to see Toronto sitting in second, and we're going to see Boston up in third. Yeah, no, I can see that. And I can definitely see that uh, Buffalo falling to the wild card spot. I feel like they're a team that's playing really well, but they might trip over themselves a little bit, you know, because they're too good, and just sit there in the wild card spot. It's a spot that they've never been in before for a long time. They haven't been in the playoffs in a and, long time. you know, they will play a team – uh, in in uh, who they play? Well, they, if they end well, up they in the either, second they wild either card, play Washington or Tampa Bay, which is either way, uh, that's scary to think of. Mm-hmm. If you were the Buffalo Sabers, you know you would play Washington, the defending Stanley Cup mm-hmm. champions, or you'd play Tampa Bay, one of the best built teams mm-hmm. in NHL history. Then again, you have rangers the penguins the hurricanes the red wings and the senators breathing down the backs of the canadians yeah so you know this this wild card for the uh eastern conference is going to be very jambled and i think it will look different yeah when, come, we, when we come, come back April. In, yeah. yeah when we come back in january that's when all this will kind of take form mm-hmm. mostly especially after the all-star break it will start to um you know, every the teams that'll be there will start phasing out. And you'll see who's the top and who's in the bottom. But I, I think, do you think that this Tampa Bay team, not Tampa Bay, do you think this Toronto team is in the running to be the first? If they're firing on all cylinders, do you think they'll be the first team since 1993 to win it? A, a Canadian team to win a Stanley Cup since '93? Yes, do I you, think they have the firepower and the goaltending. You think that really goaltending? Goaltending has always been an issue for Toronto, so I'm not 100. I know it's sure. back and forth with Freddie Anderson, but I think if if like if they crack down on this and they realize how good they actually are, and Freddie Anderson, you know, does his does what he's supposed to do, they can make a killer run for this playoff uh, for the Stanley Cup playoffs. And but here's the thing: Toronto or Winnipeg. I think that's where the question lies for a Canadian team to win the Cup. How about they meet in the final? All-Canadian final. Oh, man. That would be something different. That would be amazing. I don't think has, I don't remember the last time it's ever happened. Well, I mean, two years ago, uh, no Canadian teams made the playoffs. So I don't think we've ever seen an all-Canadian final. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna look at the history of the Seneca finals if you want to keep jabbering away for a second. Well, you know, personally, I I would like to see Winnipeg win it before Toronto, but I would think that you know Toronto, Toronto's just as good as Winnipeg. Everybody, the the only sad thing is is um, Toronto's never really had a fair shot. Once again, I, I think we've said this time and time again on the show. The playoff format just it doesn't work for them. They always end up playing Boston eventually. And Boston, oh, 103 matchups. And they've won the majority. Toronto has just been, you know, not, they haven't been the team that they've been, Boston has been their boogeyman. And that will always stand out to me. But I do think that, you know, that it will be some sometime soon. The last Canadian team to make the final was the 2010-2011 Vancouver Canucks. Mm-hmm. They made the final, yeah. But the I don't it doesn't say here the last time. Last time two Canadian teams met in the Stanley Cup final was 1989. It was the Calgary Flames and they beat the Montreal Canadiens. Wasn't that the was I think that was only, that wasn't that Calgary's only uh, I think didn't they win that? It should say it there. If they won it, I, I only believe they only won cup, one cup. No, they do have only one cup. Yeah. I just I'm trying to remember what year it was. I think it's '83. No, '89. It was '89. Yeah. All right. So, with with my rambling over about the Toronto Maple Leafs, the '80 '89 season. Oh, okay. So, all right. Record of 54, 17, and nine. Nice. Wow. So, with me being done about talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs, who's your pick for Beast of these? You know. I thought I was never going to say it before, but I'm going to have to go with the New York Islanders. Oh, that hurts. Yeah, it hurts. Ryan's not even on the show. He's actually at the game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you guys don't know, both of us are New York Ranger fans. So this is coming way, 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 way deep, deep down. Uh, deep down in Nick's, some, Nick's black heart. <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> uh, but they're playing well, I got to say. Um, they're really scratching out these wins lately. Um, a lot of close games that they're losing or just beating teams by. They beat Detroit 3-2. They came back. They were down. They lost to Pittsburgh. That was a tough loss. We're not going to talk about that one. Um, lost to Winnipeg 3-1. Uh, lost uh, lost to Columbus. Detroit. They lost to Columbus 3-2. They lost to Boston in a shootout. You know, besides the, these losses. And they have a few injuries that aren't really hurting their lineups. You know, Andrew Ladd, who even knows, uh, Tom Kunakel, uh, Lucas Spiza, those guys aren't really, you know, affecting so much of their defensive and offensive core. I feel like they have enough where they can process and, you know, where they're really just showing. But Andrews Lee got rocked the other night. I don't yeah, know if you saw that. No, that was a massive hit. Uh, he got Cronwald in Detroit. But, you know, looking at their record, they're 14-11-3. They're third in the Metro right now. Um Sitting pretty, but you know, of course, they have all those teams breeding down their necks at the moment. But I, there's something about the Islanders that just really says something to me this year. Where they, I feel like with Barry Trotz and Lou Lamorello up in the office, I think they finally got their stuff together. Which is funny because I think we all said in the beginning of the season that the Islanders were going to be um, in the bottom because you know they 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 lost John Tavares, they lost their face of the franchise. And we thought it would be a few years before they finally, you know, stuck all together. 
they're proving that they don't need a, a one guy to lead the team, even though a lot of people peg Mark, Matt Barzell to be that guy. Oh, they've, they have a very um, central team now, you know, with Josh Bailey, uh, Matthew Barzell, Anthony Beauvillier, uh, Sezikis, you know, Jordan Everly. You have Philpula, who's been playing pretty well for them so far. Um, it, they have a solid team. I got to say, I'm, I'm very impressed with the Islanders this year, uh, as much as I hate them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hate is a strong word. So yeah, well, as much as I'm not a fan of the New York Islanders, you know, uh, as a New York Ranger fan. But, you know, Josh Bailey's leading this team. Andres Lee and Matt Barzilla right behind with 22 points. Um, it, it's the small things, but they're playing pretty well. Their their uh, record in the Metro is really good. I think they only have two losses in the Metro division right yeah. now. Uh, they've beaten most of the teams once or twice. I think this comes down to the Islanders' success coming up in January. I think that it really comes down to this these last four weeks in December. Because mm-hmm. you look at their schedule. They play Pittsburgh tonight, Vegas on Wednesday night, and then they play Detroit on Saturday. Then they go on the road for most of their games. They're only home one other time, and that's against Ottawa on the 28th. Mm-hmm. They play Colorado, Arizona, Vegas, Dallas, Toronto, and Buffalo all on the road. That's a very long road trip. I that that's going to be, I think, what makes or breaks the Islanders going into January and going into the second half of this season. Now let me ask you this: Do you see the Islanders in the playoffs in April? I think they will not be in the playoffs. I think that the team is good, but you know, there's just if they do make it, it'll be a, the second wild card spot because the the, the Metro. Is finally becoming more, much more competitive than it was in the beginning of the season. You know, you have the Rangers who have been surprising, who are literally tied with the Islanders for third place. They, the Islanders only have it because they have they've done it in 28 games, and the Rangers did it in 29 to get 31 points. Mm-hmm. You got Pittsburgh coming up from behind, Carolina coming up from behind, and as much as, like they, you know, Philly and New Jersey are in the bottom, but they're only 27 to 26 points they, they they can easily win a few games and this is and this is done the the metro isn't very competitive but it is very very close and one last thing to touch on before we go to break looking at the goaltending they've had two great goalies in the net uh in thomas grice and robin uh, leonard who've been playing really solid. Thomas Grice is 17, 10, and 6. I'm sorry. No, sorry. 10 and 6. I always... I, 10 I, and 6. I, yeah, the NHL stats start, weird. I start... Yeah. He's 10, 6, and 1. And Rob Leonard's 5, 4, and 2. But, you know... 4, 5, and 2. That, what did I say? And he said 5, 4, and 2. You switched oh, wins and losses. Um, they've been playing pretty solid, you know, for two goaltenders. They don't really have a starting goaltender. They're doing kind of a, you know... One and one thing, yeah. Which is which I think for it the was kind of like a good. Winnipeg Jets when they had Chris Mason and um, yeah Hellbilk. or like when Pittsburgh when they had Flurry and, and Murray they went back to back yeah and it, it helps. So the Islanders are a threat as of right now. We will see down the road if that happens. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to break. You're listening to Post to Post here on mywcwp.org. Take WCWP with you wherever you go with the WCWP app. Listen live 24-7 to all of our streams all from one app. 
Plus, call the studios directly from the app and visit our social media. Download the app through the iOS App Store on Apple devices or the Google Play Store on Android by searching WCWP Radio or visit WCWP.org for links. The WCWP app, available now on iOS and Android devices. Having trouble writing a paper? The LAU Post Writing Center is here to help. Located in Humanities 202, the Writing Center has peer tutors who are ready to help you with your writing skills. Brainstorming, outlines, thesis statements, ESL concerns, and more. We also have a lending library full of free books for anyone to take home. Stop by Humanities 202 to work one-on-one with the tutor or call us at 516-299-2732. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our blog. You're listening to Post to Post on WCWPSports.org. Welcome back to Post to Post here on MyWCWP.org. I am your host, Anthony Cavaretta, and joined alongside me tonight is the wonderful Nick Matina as we move from the Eastern Conference to the Western Conference in a segment we like to call the Wild Wild West. And my pick is the team I am gladly representing on my favorite jersey, the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Now, these guys well, the have... Du- the Ducks. The Ducks. I still call them the Mighty Ducks. They'll, they'll be called that eventually, in, in my opinion. They have been on fire, especially after last night's win, where they beat the Devils in a shootout. ...in his career in shootouts. A goal wins it for the Ducks in what has been a wild and woolly Sunday night. What a game. I love that goal horn. I love that goal horn. It's so, like, it just vibrates through the whole entire arena. And, like, when you have a goal horn that deep, it just vibrates the floor. And I feel like you feel it inside your gut. You know what I mean? The fact that you've never been to Honda Center. Well, I've never been to Honda Center. But, like, all right. (laughs) I can imagine what it's like there. Because, you know, with the Rangers goal horn, it's not that loud. But still. It rocks the building. It rocks the building. And I love. It's just a little note on the side. We can get back to talking about it now. Now, the Ducks are 8-2 and two in their last 10. Not, not bad. They are not bad at all, especially for a team that most people saw in the beginning of the season being kind of mediocre. But they, they've, like, and I've said, I think I've said this about every team I've said in, the, in this Pacific Division, they're just low-key very, very good. Mm-hmm. And I think I've said it with the Sharks before. And it's just it's unreal that this team it has a lot of their pieces that are on the older side, you know. They and we they had a lot of injuries coming into the season, which a lot of them are finally coming back, if not back yet. But they've just been really good. You know, look at the guy who's leading this team, Ryan Getzlav. He was with the team ten years ago, almost. Oh my God, eleven years ago, when they won the cup in two thousand and seven. So, and you got Ricard Raquel, Adam Henrique, which, Devils fans, this must hurt you. Great pickup by the Ducks. Great pickup by the Ducks. I feel bad for the Devils fans, if you are listening, that you, you know, you'll look at, that, that Adam Henrique was good for you guys, and he's great on the Ducks. And the team itself has just been one big function. The only thing that I can see is that they're on this, once again, it's, I guess it's just the thing for the NHL to do in the month of December, and they're sending them on a huge road trip again. 
at the end of this. They're they're doing a um, the Metro trip, Metro Atlantic trip. Mm-hmm. They pl- they are off tonight and tomorrow. Play Dallas on on um, Wednesday, excuse me, at home, and then they go play Columbus, Pittsburgh, New York, the Rangers, Boston, Buffalo, and then they come back and play San Jose. That all those matches are going to be extremely difficult for the Ducks. Here's my problem with the Ducks. They're a dirty team. No, no, no. no. Well, yes, but no. Um, the one problem I have with the Ducks is that they're not a playoff team at all. They they have no success in the playoffs over the past few years. It, it, I'll go over it right now. We'll go through the last five years of the Anaheim Ducks. Let's see. Uh, starting with last year, they lost in the first round. Sweet, then they lost. The, I ranted about. You can go hear that on our older podcasts. Then they lost in the conference finals. Then they lost in the first round. Conference finals. Second round. Conference quarterfinals. Didn't even make it in 2011-2012. 2010-2011. I know I've gone over five years. Lost the conference finals. But it's been back and forth of losing the first round and losing in the second and third rounds. But not, not a Stanley Cup team. But how many times have they been in the conference final? Uh, in the past, what? Five years. Twice. Twice? I thought it was three times. But, well, then again, you could say the same thing for, you know, our beloved Rangers. They've done the same thing. Mm. Past five years, they've been in the conference final, what, twice? I just think when when they enter the playoffs, they don't know what to do. Uh, you know, I won't. Who was the team that they played against where they were down and they came back in the last few minutes and wound up winning in overtime? In the playoffs? Yeah, that was a few years ago. That was like two years ago. I feel like I want to say San Jose. I think it was the twenty because that had that seems like something that would happen in that uh, you know South California rivalry, but I don't know. Now they look good to me, and I know once again um, I'm be I'm because I'm a West Coast Ducks Ducks fan, so <laughs> it, it's something that I I like this team. I've always liked this team, and it's not because they have probably the greatest jersey in history, in my opinion, but. They've just been a bunch of likable players. They haven't really made major changes that the, to the team where you you know, you know don't see the same organization. It's the same team. I feel like it's been the same team for so many years. And you're right. They did. They haven't done anything in the playoffs. But I feel like they're on the cusp of doing something really well. It's just, do I, you know, right now they're second. They're second in the, in the Pacific. I believe they'll stay in that top three. Top three. I, maybe a wild card spot if they, if um, you know San Jose or Vegas or Edmonton can kick up, you know some some really good wins, a nice string of wins. But I, I don't know. Um, and I I think they could possibly end up be you know overcoming the very hot Flames right now. I know it's a cringy. It's a little bit. It's cringy. I disagree. You really okay? Tell me why. I think they're perfect where they are right now. In second place. Yep. I don't think they can move. I think Calgary is playing really too well for them to lose that first place spot. Please tell me Calgary is not your pick. Of course it is. Of course it is because you have to go against me. Yeah. All right. Oh, oh, oh! For be uh, for for Wild Wild West. Oh uh, no 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 no! It's uh, not okay. I was actually going to pick Anaheim, but uh, he kind of screwed me over on that one. Um, wow! Looking at all these great teams, L.A. stinks. Chicago stinks. Um. <laughs> You got Colorado. I do like Colorado. Let's just show, let's go with Colorado. I brought I picked them a few weeks ago. Um, they had a tough loss last night. They lost. I'm sorry, not last night. It was two nights ago. Uh, they lost seven to one to Tampa Bay. Really? That is not a good loss for oh, that, a second place that team. Hurts. 
in the Central Division. Uh, currently 17-8-5, and they have a plus-20 goal differential, which is not bad for a Colorado team who had struggled to find goals last year. Um, you know, looking at the statistics, it's really been the Miko Ratanen show. Um, yeah. Which, for the record, it was Nate McKinnon last year, so I was actually happy to see that it is somebody else, even though McKinnon has been doing almost just as well as Ratanen. Mm-hmm. So it, it's nice to see them. I, I think the only thing that bothers me about Colorado, and tell me if you've heard this before, they're a one-line team. Oh, yeah. yeah so I don't really – like, I get that you pick. I get that they're doing extremely well. But it's just they don't seem to me that they have enough they – need, they, they need to do more. They need to they need to get a few more pieces. They need to even out their entire roster before mm. they can actually do cool. anything. You know, you got land. You have good pieces. You do. I think you need a few more. Could we just talk about how Miguel Ratton is two points away from reaching a 50-point season already? Wow. For a 22-year-old? Let me restate. Wow. Yeah, that, that's basically it. Um, I mean... You kind of don't think about it. Miko Ratton, you know, he seems to go, oh, he, this kid's good. He's young. You know, he's talented. Nathan McKinnon's only a year older than Miko Ratton. I don't think people put that through their heads. You know, Mc- I think just because they're on the same line, you're like, well, you know what? They're both really good. They're both around the same age. Like, they're, they're both hitting their stride now. Mm-hmm. And Gabe Landeskog is 26, so he's the older guy on the team. A little bit of a veteran presence there, I would assume. No, but I, I see Colorado um, possibly overtaking Nashville for that first p- spot in the Central. Uh, they're currently tied, but Nashville has the advantage in uh, wins at the moment. Uh, uh, regulation wins with 19 over 17. Uh, they both play the same amount of games. You know, they're, they're pretty even teams, except Nashville is better at home and Colorado's better on the road. I was just about to point that out to you. I'm like, they're complete opposite teams. Nashville's been kind of tri- Nashville's been kind of you know losing it a tad. They're five and five in their last ten. Colorado's seven two and one in their last ten. So, I mean, now's the perfect time for Colorado to jump on top of that. You know, they're playing Edmonton next, and Nashville's playing Ottawa on the same day. So, you know, Ottawa's an up and coming team that can really put some work in against uh, Nashville. And Colorado's playing an Edmonton team that's been struggling, that they're currently sitting in third in the hunt for the wild card. Yeah, they're fifth in the in the Pacific, but then again, they're only, what, one point? They're only behind. one point out of third, yeah. Yeah, which is which is nothing to, to laugh at. But then again, you had teams like Vegas who are finally in their stride, and San Jose, who is finally somewhat becoming the juggernaut we all predicted them to be in the beginning of the season. So, I, you know what, the Avs... Once again, it's like I think they're just—it's a year or two away before we can actually look at the Colorado Avalanche and be like, "Yeah, they're—they're they're one of the the bigger, better teams in the NHL." I would look out for the Colorado Avalanche in the next few years. They might be that team in the West to fear. You make it seem like you're already looking to place, put, go to Vegas and place your bets on them. Yeah, hey, I mean, I, I've actually been a low-key Colorado fan for some time. Oh man, Nick. You I mean. Couldn't join the Ducks bandwagon like me? No. In the West? I mean, yeah, I know it's frowned upon, and people are going to be like, oh, well, you should only like one team. Well, yeah, I like one team. It's the Rangers. Everyone knows that. But if some people do have the team that say, wow, if I wasn't 
that you know, it's the team you're for in the playoffs. If your yeah, team's not there, you know, if I wasn't a fan of X team, you know, I would like this team, and it's mostly a team in the Western. You wouldn't root against another team in your division or in the same conference. Yeah, this isn't this isn't the this isn't the Rangers show with Nick Matina and Anthony oh, Gavretta. No, it's not. This is the this is post to post where we look at all the teams in the NHL. You can check us out on my WCWP.info and WCWP app and post to post on any podcast website. Plug it in. Spotify, that is a huge everything. plug. Everything we are on, literally. Everything. Mm. So when we come back, we're going to look at teams to see if they're if it's just a hot streak. If the team is going to be, we're going to be talking about them differently in about a month or so. So when we come back, it's hot or not. You're listening to Post to Post here on my WCWP.org. Campus Concierge in the lobby of Hillwood Commons is here to make campus life easier, more fun, and more affordable. They offer answers to all of your post-related questions, discounted movie tickets, free essentials like pens, highlighters, notepads, ice scrapers, and more. Plus locker rentals, laundry and dry cleaning services, ticket sales for campus events and trips, and much more. For more info, call 516-299-2800 or stop by the desk in the lobby of Hillwood Commons. Looking for some exciting sports talk? Listen to Review and Preview Friday nights at 7 p.m. on WCWPSports.org. With me, Tom Scavetta, alongside my co-host, James Montefusco and Chris Klimazewski. It's two dramatic hours of all the latest news and hot topics in sports. Want to pitch in your own opinion or question? Call in at 516-299-2030 and take part in our live show. Review and Preview Fridays at 7 p.m. on WCWPSports.org. You're listening to Post to Post on WCWPSports.org. Welcome back to Post to Post as we enter our final segment of the night. We're first going to look at a hot or not, which is the, well, is it a hot streak or is it a burnout, basically, where we look at a team that is in, that is rising up in the in standings who may fall down or if they're going to stay there and possibly make some noise in the playoffs. And once we're done with that, we're going to look at the bright lights of tonight and look at and preview tonight's games and give our game of the week. But first, my pick for the hot, hot streak, or it's a burnout, a team that we've talked about recently a lot on this show, is the Pittsburgh Penguins. And they're doing well now, but I think we'll be talking about them in a different light come January or February. And one of the guys I think we'll be talking about is this guy. Back for Phil. Nobody's got a shoot. They're getting Malkin in front. Unbelievable passing play! Are you kidding me, Phil Kessel? It's 4-1 for the Pens! They'd win that game by a lot. And the guy who I was mentioning, Phil the Thrill Kessel. This guy is just one of the best players on Pittsburgh ever since he left Toronto. He's been one of the great players on the team. The only issue, the reason I think we'll be talking about him is I think we will see the Pens start getting rid of players. And I think that he'll be traded. I think Phil Kessel, even though he's the highest point getter on Penguins right now, will most likely be traded in February. Do you agree, Nick, or do you think it's not ethical yet? Phil Kessel to the St. Louis Blues. That is such, a, such an odd team. O'Reilly. You just said Riley wasn't going to be traded earlier. Oh yeah, you wouldn't want to betray Riley. Now you're going back on your word. Maybe I changed my mind. Uh, I think that's a clean trade. Uh, I do think Phil Kessel needs to get out of Pittsburgh. I feel like, but he's their best player at the moment. <sighs> Sidney Crosby's the best player. We, no, he's what, not. What are we talking about here? Sidney Crosby's. Oh, when we talk to Pittsburgh Penguins, 
the first thing that comes to mind is Phil Kessel. Are you kidding me right now? Well, no, not that. Not those ugly blue that. jerseys that they came out with 10 years ago? Well, those things were kind of gross. The ones they have, those alternates they have now are kind of gross. But I think Phil Kessel is one of the top three guys. He's, top, he's the top point oh, getter no, no, in the yeah. team right now. Yeah, but that's not what you think of when no, you think it's of the Penguins. But here's the thing, and I w- this was brought to my attention um, last night. You know, I was I was talking to, to one of my friends. He said, "What about a Gifgeny Malkin getting traded?" Mm. You know, you got Kessel who's in talks. You got Latang and Getzel who are in talks, and they already said they are. There's already rumors going around that Kessel's been you know dangled in front of a few teams, being like, "Hey, you know, you want Kessel? We'll give you Kessel. Give us something in return." But what if you traded Malkin? I think that's a very interesting idea, and it's gotta. You know, pop up in the head of somebody, of some GM that's been fishing. You know, I feel like all the GMs right now are throwing their cast into the NHL pond and maybe starting to get a bite of something. You know, a trace of something. I think of Genny Malkin has the chance. It's probably a low chance at the moment, but it's definitely above five percent of being traded to a different team. I think maybe to get some mix up. You know. Do you think of Genny Malkin? See, now nah, 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 I think about it, you don't know. Because I think of Genny Malkin is good where he is also. I think he doesn't have to move. But at the same time, it might be good for him. I think he wants out. If, I mean, you, and, ju- you just won two cups not too long ago, right? Uh, yeah, you did. You won two cups. I think, I think he has three. I think he was originally... Yeah, he was on that 08 squad. And... You know, it's it's interesting to think that, you know, Malkin want Malkin would want out, but I think it's I think for him he would want to be the guy somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you know they've been talking about Kessel being moved. They talked about all of this, and Malkin he's always been playing second fiddle to Crosby, as as much as a lot of fans, especially in Pittsburgh, would say it's a dynamic duo kind of relationship. But to every Batman, you have a Robin. <laughs> Yeah, to say, and he doesn't want to be a Robin. He doesn't. He would. You know, I. Everybody always wants. He he wants to be the guy. And how about this? And I know it's far fetched. It's really far fetched to think about a um, a in division trade. But what team do you think needs a guy right now that they just lost their guy? And to get a Evgeny Malkin would be a nice piece for you. I don't uh, really looking at all these teams. What about the Carolina Hurricanes? I was gonna say I, I, it was gonna be a Metro team for me. I was originally gonna say Columbus um, to get him because you no, know. I mean, unless you want a guy to play with Cam Atkinson. Well, here's the thing. I would think. I would think if if you were Columbus, I would say go for Malkin because that may be a piece that made Panarin want to stay. That's a good chance. It'd yeah. be like, hey. You know, I know that you don't have a lot of players here to play with, but what if we got Evgeny Malkin to play with you? How does that sound? That would be interesting. I think Carolina also would be a very good home for him, but the the whole thing is, does Crosby want to lose basically his other half? Because Pittsburgh has always been a team where it's not one guy leading the way, it's two. You know, it's funny. I I was just looking at more teams. Here's an idea. I just thought of another one while I was thinking about it. Um, option one is that he goes to L.A. 
and plays with Kovalchuk. No. That's one option. For who? Drew Doughty? Because I need defense health. Pittsburgh? Oh, that's actually a good trade. That's actually a good trade. <laughs> that was a smart move. Or Alec Martinez or something to that extent. Uh, if I was um, the LIGM, I'd be taking notes on the show. Uh, Evgeny, we're giving you good trade bait. If how about probably Evgeny Malkin for Dustin Brown, Alec Martinez, and a second round pick. I would say a little bit more picks. I think two picks would be good in that. All right. Maybe a second rounder and a third rounder. Here's option number two. Is that they wait a few years and if Denny Malkin gets picked up by Seattle. No. No, you don't you don't let him go for nothing. Not at all. That's that's a really oh, I can't I can't say what I want to say on air because I'll get fined. <laughs> but come on, Nick, you think about it. Like it, the whole point of, of the expansion draft is to protect guys. First of all, that's in that's in a few years. I don't think Evgeny Malkin will make it there. Guys like Malkin and Kessel are going to want to play now, and they're going to want to play on different teams possibly now. So, and also, you want to get, if you're going to get the team, Lemieux's not dumb. Lemieux's going to look and be like, all right, I want this, this, and this for him. That's, that, that's my standard. Put it in. We're gonna, it's either that or I walk. You know, he's a smart guy. Hmm. You know, you're not a Hall of Famer for nothing. So... I would think that you want to get something in return. To say that you're going to wait till 2021 and just let him get picked up by Seattle, you're going to look more incompetent than Florida's management staff when they let Marshawn Smith go. And that was the whole talking point about that. And then you'll hear the people coming out from the woodwork saying, oh, the expansion draft was rigged because they got Evgeny Malkin. It, the only, and if you're argue, please tell me your argument's not because they let Fleury go. No. That was a whole different scenario. I think if Malkin... Looks, this team, we've said it before, this team, the Penguins, even though they're kind of doing well now, they're just, they're at that point where the mileage, it's not, it's not the team, it's the mileage. You went, you got back-to-back cups, something that hasn't been done, I've said this before, in 20-something years. That takes a toll on a team. I think now is the time to look at the team and be like, all right, Crosby and who else? That is it. Crosby picks like five guys that say, all right, we can still play with this core, but let's get some younger guys in here. Let's get some young blood in here. Mm-hmm. You know, I would think Kessel's gone by the season, by the end of the season. I think by next the start of next season, Kessel will be on a different team. Malkin, maybe a year or two down the road they'll do it, but it wouldn't surprise me if he goes. Hornquist, gone. Broussard, gone. You know, and another guy that I think is is his time is up, Crystal Tank. Get him out. A lot of Pittsburgh fans do not like him. They do not like the, his mentality on the team. They think that he's not doing well, even though he's one of their best players right now. Cut him. I think it's time to trade him. Get some, get, these guys are still worth something. Mm-hmm. Get something back in return. And the number one guy who they've been shopping on the market is Matt Murray. I feel like you know Lemieux's kicking himself at this point for getting rid of Fleury. Flurry is has the most wins out of any goaltender this season. He's talk. He's already in talks for the Vesna. Like, come on. You want to talk? You you want to talk about a career resurgence? Mm. Mark Andre Flurry. I think that was a mistake. So the Pittsburgh Penguins need to fix a lot, and I think it's time to tear it down. Well, not tear it down, but start start selling stuff while you still can while it still has value. 
that's why I think the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to burn out and burn out hard soon. So even though they're doing well in there and then in the race for wild card. So who's your pick? Uh, you know, like like I said before, in the West it was kind of tough, but I'm going to go out to uh, up north and go to Montreal Canadiens. Um, they beat Chicago last night, which isn't a huge feat. Well, let's, Chica- let's, Chicago let's, is the same. Let's thing be real. As, uh, same thing as a uh, Pittsburgh, really. Yeah, fifteen, ten, and five, uh, thirty-five points, fifth in the Atlantic. Um, they're playing Minnesota tomorrow, which would be a good matchup. They made the coaching change this year with Claude Julian. They finally got Shea Weber back. Things are finally setting in place. You know, their two injuries aren't crazy um, of players that are really going to affect. And Max Domi, what a pickup. Yeah, what a no. trade for Alex Galchenyuk. Probably the best trade in, you know, the last five years. For the Canadians. I yeah. would say, because losing P.K. Subban was a stupid one. Um, looking at looking at the top three players uh, of scoring wise on this team right now are all players that either entered this year or the last three years. You have Max Domi at thirty one points, Johnny Drewin at twenty six points, Thomas Tatar is twenty four points, and all those other guys that are well known on on this team aren't even up there. I think this team is hot right now. And they can make a push for the playoffs. They are sitting in the wild card spot at the moment, uh, in the second wild card spot behind Boston. And I would look out for this team. No one thought the Montreal Canadiens were going to do good this year because they had a, a pretty bad start to the season. But I think it's time for them to shine. And time for them, they finally have woken up. Um, you know, th- their stats for team wise aren't fantastic right now. I-, I-, I can make, excuse me, I can make that argument. Um, but really, I think it's when you play the Montreal Canadiens, I think you should watch out. They're on a three-game winning streak right now. They beat Chicago with three to two. They beat Ottawa five to two, and they beat Ottawa. They beat Ottawa back to back five to two. I mean, you can argue that these three teams aren't, you know, great, and you know they were easy wins, but uh, they beat the Rangers five to two. Rangers were an upcoming team at that point. That was when they were on their hot streak of winning 9 of 11. So I say watch out for the Montreal Canadiens this year. I think the only thing that we're going to see, for the rem- at least for the remainder of December, is once again, it's I think, I don't know if it's just the NHL in December, they just like doing this to teams. 7 out of 10 games are on the road, and they're mm. all in the, most of them are in the West. So to me, I think you got to win the ones at home. That's That's a must. You need to win at home. And you need to win a nice chunk of these on the road. I would say out of the seven, you need to win at minimum four on the road. At it, so that means that you would win the four on the road. You'd win seven out of ten. I think seven mm-hmm. out of ten would be great for you guys. The only issue is there's a few teams that they're playing that are going to be an issue. First, you go on the road. You're still on the road against Minnesota after after winning in Chicago on Sunday. They play Minnesota tomorrow night. Then you got a three game home stand, which is Carolina, going to be tough. Ottawa, going to be tough. Boston, going to be tough. And then you go on this massive road trip to end out the month of December where you got Colorado, once again, it's going to be difficult. Arizona, they'll win that one. That's probably the only guaranteed win they'll have here, which I, I believe is Domi's return to Arizona. So that look look on look on NHL.com for that little tribute. Then you play Vegas, which is it's Vegas, up-and-coming Vegas, so that should be interesting. And then they have the Christmas break, 
then Florida, Tampa, Dallas. Florida, probably two, two that and Arizona are the only two like guaranteed wins. Tampa, that's going to be a very good game to watch, especially if they're coming off of a few wins. And then you got Dallas, and then welcome to welcome to 2019. Hmm. At that point, yeah, just so. a reminder that the 2019 All Star Fan Vote is open, so make sure you vote. Uh, we'll give our picks for that right. when we come back from not oh, yeah, from break. Oh, but I mean, like when we come back in January. I was gonna say, I was like, well, it's gonna, they're gonna be announced by then. Well, I know, but we're gonna give who, who we thought should have been. There's a lot of picks on the website right now. It's just for captain so far. Then they'll roll around. Uh, January 26th is the first day of the All Star Game. I almost said the Stanley Cup Final. That'd be Ooh, weird. That would be weird. Um, but we are gonna go during the break, uh, as you know, we're not gonna be here. Yes, this, this is our last show for 2018. We will be back in mid-January. Mm-hmm. So let's quickly go through the games for tonight. I know we're running on a bit of uh, overtime, but hey, we, are, we are in post-to-post overtime here. <laughs> so we're going to run through our, the games for tonight and our game of the week really quick. So speed round, Nick. Let's go. Pens at Isles. Uh Penguins win. They continue their point streak a lot. Agree. Rangers at Rangers at Rangers. Rangers at Rangers, Bay, Rangers, Rangers at Tampa Bay Rangers. Let's see. I was like, what are you talking about? Um uh, that's that's gonna be a tough one. Uh I think the Lightning come away with this one. I think the Rangers will I think seeing their old old buddies is gonna make them want to beat them a little bit more. Yeah, there's a, some grit there. Kings and Red Wings. This is uh, gonna be a sleep. This is where you go to sleep. Uh Red Wings. I say Red Wings too. Devil's Sharks. I say Sharks. Sharks, sharks are at home. Sharks are playing uh, good right now. Devils are not playing good at all uh, in the past ten games. So let's go with the Sharks. And game of the week, mine. Leafs at Lightning on Saturday. That should be interesting. It should be. You got yours? Um, let's see. Uh man, this is tough. I I, I looked. I you look. You looked I just, earlier. I just scrolled through. I like the Flyers and the Flames on Wednesday. I feel like that's two teams that you know. I've been playing okay lately. Um, whew, this is tough. There's a lot of good games. Uh, no no to the Jets and the Blackhawks. That's not a good game. <laughs> um, Sabres-Caps, Saturday, Ooh. December 15th. So keep an eye out on Saturday's the, games. Those are both of our games. Their records are identical except uh, overtime. Should be interesting. Yes, sir. So with that... Thank you for listening to Post to Post. That will do it for 2018. Enjoy the hockey for tonight. Enjoy everything coming up, including the Winter Classic, mm-hmm. where it's Boston and Chicago. You've been listening to Post to Post here on mywwp.org, and we will see you in 2019. Happy holidays.